kind of my superpower is that I cultivate a, um, I cultivate happy in my life, kind of no matter what, mostly. And, and that, you know, so that when I'm, when I'm happily singing something, it isn't fake, it's real. You know, it's genuine. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Write Songs You Love podcast. I am really excited today for a number of reasons to have the wonderful Cindershine Ernst on, on the show, because I know actually a lot of you that listen to this are familiar with Cinder and probably follow Cinder's Flow TV and just awesome goodness regularly. But for those of you who don't, I am thrilled for you to be able to meet her, listen to her, hear some of her stories, and and I'm sure you, you can't help but be uplifted by <laughs> just her general mojo and way about life is, is such a treat that I've come to enjoy over the last couple of years now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome, Cinder. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Well, it's just been so cool. There's actually... Going back to one of the other episodes that I had earlier with uh, Kate Battersby, who I think you're, you're, you know, uh, yeah. she, we got talking about songwriting challenges at the end of that episode and, and she asked for one and I had given her that Hermione's handbag challenge <laughs> where you had to pick the six things about, you know, like the six things that represent you. And just recently when, when your video came out, it, I would I remembered about that being the challenge that kind of kicked that off. So it's just been super cool to see the journey of that song and just love to to hear a little bit about before we get into that, I guess just a little bit about you and where where the music seed really started for you and and also what really resonated with you in terms of it songwriting being like a meaningful pursuit for you. So um yeah, so you know, I probably a lot of people can say this, but I think I could sing before I could talk, right? And and I remember um being with my grandfather and listening to the Beatles record that was out um and I was little, you know, 4 5 or something like that. Um it's been a hard day's night and I've been working like a dog and I love dogs even when I was so I'm like, I loved that song because it had that dog line in it. I've been working like a dog. Anyway, so, um, and then I grew up, oh, I got a guitar for my um, seventh birthday. And um, yeah, I mean, there's all little tributary stories about that. And, um, but, and I got a guitar and lessons. And we were fairly um, poor, so this was a big deal. And I would go to the lesson and hear the song the guy wanted me to play. And then I would go home and not really practice. And then I would go back and just play the song by ear and pretend I was reading music. <laughs> <laughs> when my mom found out I was not learning to read music, she's like, yeah, we're not paying for these lessons. But she always made me practice anyway, even though my fingers hurt and stuff. And my mom was nice. I loved her. So I, I don't want her to sound like an ogre, but she helped me make those good decisions. Keep practicing, keep playing. And, um, and that's what I would do. I would hear a song on the radio. And if I wanted to play and sing it, I would just pick it out by ear. And if, you know, I only knew like half a dozen chords. So I would just make them work. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um probably all right so I'm almost I'll be 63 in a couple of days but all right seventh birthday right and then I don't know it was probably maybe 15 20 years ago I finally figured out how to remember the names of the strings <laughs> uh every acid dealer gets busted even <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's stuck I've never heard that one before. That's great. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Yeah. So, um, so clearly I have no theory, but I have an excellent ear. And um, when I moved, I had a band in New York in the 80s, an originals band, when Cindy Lauper was really famous. And so, you know, I went with my nickname, Cinder, 
and changed it legally. And when I moved to San Francisco, that's what people knew me by, Cinder. I won a few songwriting contests and I used to play coffee houses and stuff like that. And then um, maybe you had a similar experience to this, but I sort of founded the personal training business at the Y MCA and um, I started becoming a personal trainer and it was a really good source of income. And I just was going to really try to make it in the music business and I wouldn't pick up a second business. Mm. I just put my attention, you know, so for the next 30 years, I put my attention on being an excellent personal trainer and have a couple of books out. Uh, And in the meantime, I just played at my church and they even let me be the music coordinator for a while. And um, we had a lot of strange church services like all Dave Matthews or all Michael Franti or <laughs> all Beatles Easter, which was really fun. <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, yeah. And so then uh, I moved up to Napa four years ago and um, about, and the, I didn't realize what a great music scene there was up here. I just didn't really have a lot of connections up here yet. And then um, I got sick. And I realized, you know, I couldn't really get to San Francisco anymore. And I just realized like I had to do something about, I had to do something because, you know, I was sort of out here on my own. And um, I went to a a West Coast songwriters contest and I brought my song Shine and it won. And the judge said, this song should be in the movies. And I thought, Oh, wouldn't that be fun? I know nothing. I knew nothing about sync, but I knew a good song when I heard it. I have a great ear. Anyway, so, and then, you know, Google reads your mind. Next thing you know, the 6FS five-day challenge was in my Facebook feed. So I said yes. And then I signed up for the um, six-figure songwriting with Kathy Heller, and you were my mentor, and and all of that. and. Um, But the promise I made about all that was that initial response of, oh, wouldn't that be fun? I thought that is, if this ever gets, I'm not going to keep following this trail if it isn't fun. Like it's got to stay fun in order for me to stay on it. Mm -hmm. Do a million things to work and to make money. But this was something different. I wanted to sort of experiment and see if you could have fun and be successful by having fun with something. Yeah. And clearly, you know, so I've become sort of a known, I'm a sort of a sought sought after songwriter collaborator, you know, and I I play guitar sometimes on some things. um, And I don't sing, I try not to sing anymore, but that's being the shine in the Mr. Phelps and Cinder Shine songs. I've gotten some great feedback about, um, my personality shining through my voice in that. So I guess all I needed was a hip hop partner. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so here we are. You know, it's right almost two years ago that I started the course in um, building relationships, building my catalog, having fun and things, little things coming off of everything and the friends I've made. yeah, have been terrific. Yeah, well, it's neat to see a lot of the different themes. And and it's always been so great to learn more about you the more I've got to know you and, and a lot of the similar things that we share and background of activity and being a coach in a personal training world and the emphasis on fun. I think that's that's kind of the thing that uh, for me too, as a, as a trainer, the uh, after a while, the people that got sent to me were the people who hated exercise because I was, I had the nickname, the fun doctor. (laughs) So I always had different ways of, of taking, doing stuff differently. And I know that that's all over you and everything that you do. And I think, well, it's no surprise why you're such a sought sought after collaborator. Cause I think just to be able to spend time with you and is, is always such a great uplifting, but also real and straight up kind of experience. So you're you're always a <laughs> a pro at at being honest and, and telling it like it is, but also in just like really matter of fact 
really great perspective, optimistic ways. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes I look at a song when it's done and I'm thinking, what did I do? <laughs> well, I just bring the hook and say, oh, it should sound like this. And then everybody else works and does the work. <laughs> But you still, you, like I said, you you come in with an attitude, right? And you know, you know, kind of a certain type of thing you want. And and really, well, I shouldn't say that. It's no, like you said, you you know, you want to have fun. And I think if you if you're coming in with that intention, the the end result is always a blast. Right. <laughs> and you right. may not, you have yeah. be completely surprised about where you end up, <laughs> but you know, it's fun on the way, and then sometimes it leads you in really cool places. So I think that's a really good yeah. principle to to experiment and create and live by. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I'd love to take people back to this, the songwriting exercise. And I know that there's been some in the community that have given this a go and, and it's always a fun one. It's one I come back to often. And um, so just to refresh, fresh people, I ended up calling this just <laughs> inspired from Harry Potter, the Hermione's handbag of just like, if you had this like bottomless, all eternity open expansive bag that you could stuff anything into of any size and you had the choice to put in six items that would represent you either as a person or as uh, with about your music or any of that like what items would you choose so that if i found this bag or someone else found this bag thousand couple thousand years down the road and they got to just see these items and and get a sense of who you were like what those would be and yeah, so I'd love to hear like the where the where the stone stone heart came from, right? Yeah, so my um, cousin's husband's mom gave for, as a wedding gift to my husband and me. <laughs> the husband, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was short lived, but we had fun. Um, the um, she gave this gave us this great uh, garden stone in the shape of a heart. It's big, and it's um, slate, but it's not smooth. It's very cool. I love it, and it's made it through you know um, almost twenty years from the garden I had in San Francisco, and now it's here in the garden in Napa. And um, and I've always just really liked it, and. It was one of the first things I thought that should go in the Hermione's bag. And I, I think I probably put a horse in there <laughs> and a dog because that, maybe a motorcycle, right? There had to have been a motorcycle in that There had to have been a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it was like a race bike or something. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, anyway, and then the, the stone heart became the unbreakable heart. And then um, I remember coming up with a hook right away for it. And then we then, and I know that generally when you teach, you know, there's a song a week, but I just kept working on this song. Like, so then the next lesson, you may have to help me here, but it was something about like one line or some opposing lots, something like that. And then the verses fell into place. You know, it was a good day. It was a bad day, mm. but I'm okay. It was the right time. It was the wrong place. I had to decide to be okay. Mm. So that came directly from your, um, from what some assignment you gave also. Do you remember what that was? I'm wondering if it had to do with, with the opposites. Yeah. Like, so kind of, I think I might've, might've been like the yin yang challenge of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably like what it was. Oppos opposing factors that, that work. Yes. Into it. And you did. Yeah. You did such a cool job with that. Like what a neat take on that. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it was so funny because yeah, I was working on a different song with Nick and he said something like right and wrong. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. That's the other song. Give me a minute. Write it down. And um. And I had also just learned something from Jody Friedman about, um, I'm going to forget the word probably, uh, vocal prosody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so when we got to the third verse, which was, um, and I probably can't even do it the old way, but I stand in the storm. I know nothing's wrong, which is sort of yin and yang, too. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, because I'm unbreakable. 
And, um, and we talked about, cause I think it was, anyway, it was different and then changed it again through the coaching and the song. And, um, I remember one of the people in the class sort of gave that suggestion to go high on the chorus, which I ended up using. Like it was just, I just felt like it was a group effort, you know? And uh, yeah, I just really felt like it was a group effort, that song. And oh, and at the same time, I was in um, John Kleinbell's object writing class. And I was seeing the world differently. And then, you know, I was sort of seeing it more through sensory. Right. And then here come the bridge um, over and over again and again. The ocean washes away the letters that I draw on the sand. But I and the day in the recording studio, the other line came to me that, you know, that day, <laughs> that late <laughs> <laughs> over and over again and again. The ocean washes away the castles that I build with my hands. Mm-hmm still remain. And so it's just a lot of different stuff. The total, yeah, quite a journey with that song and neat to see like it's like it makes it makes me think of like a a backpacker's journey, you know, <laughs> you like go out to some place and then you meet some people and you kind of take in and exchange with each other there and that can change you or lead you in a different direction and then you go out this other place and then you meet someone else and so on and so forth and and the the cool the wildest thing you know about recording a song actually really doing up a song is that's kind of like the final deadline you know it's like there's no there's no change in it after that so there's a there's a definite magic about that too i've had that happen several times where i think i've got my words all ready to go or some other thing like until i get in the studio and then there's like one thing that's like you didn't you didn't see until then or it didn't come to you until then you're like ah i have to do this now and i think that happens a lot there's a lot of that's and i think a lot of studio magic that's really done on that last phase that funny to hear that it comes up you would think that that was worked out ahead of time you know but Oftentimes those I, I mean, it's, it's the perfect symbolism. It's the perfect rhyme, everything. Uh, and you know, that um, third verse, the timing in the third verse, I didn't have that figured out correctly either because I kept singing it the other way. And, you know, we took, it was three takes all the way through. And then he just picked, you know, so, okay, so. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what, what how this was yeah. recorded and like how the opportunity came about. So, um, you know, it was shortly right after your class ended, I think, like right after that song was done and I got a message from Cynthia Tremeau and she was in my cohort. Mm-hmm. So again, for your people who don't under, don't know, but this, um, this songwriting six figure songwriting class, six month course that, that I had been in. Let's see, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. And it was just ending. Okay. I think just ending or it was anyway, or it had been over for a year. Anyway, I can't keep track of time. <laughs> um, anyway, she was in my cohort and she reached out to me and she said, you know, my friend, Jim Ebert, he has this um, nonprofit called Cancer Can Rock. And he helps musicians with cancer make a song. And I was just like, holy smokes, you know, and, you know, and I reached out, you know, and it almost felt fake, you know, and he reached right back out and he says, do you have like an uplifting song that you've written? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> and I happen to have it, you know, I have to have a decent uh, guitar voice memo. I mean, on the logic, it wasn't on, on my phone. It was a real, it was a real demo. Mm-hmm. And I sent it over. He's like, wonderful. And then, and then they said, yeah, we, you know, COVID and stuff, we probably won't be, we'll probably get you in the studio in July. Just like that. And it was just, it was just in, out, it was over. I'm like, well, okay then. How cool is this, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can't make this up. And, um, and so then, yeah, July rolls around. 
And I had my, you know, I had my, they flew me first class. It was just a short flight, but they flew me down and put me up by, um, right by the LA airport. And I recorded in Village Recording Studios, which is famous, like really famous. And I was in the same room that um, Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg made gin and juice in. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of other people too were in there but that's the one i remember <laughs> of course <laughs> and uh so by the time we got around to the recording it was a few months um i felt like i had a couple better songs than this mm-hmm. but he really liked this song and um you know and because i'm always thinking about sync right that is always on my mind like i don't that's the only reason i make music I want to see it get synced. And the reason why I want to see it get synced is I feel like that is my biggest way to uplift parts and the people attached to them. Like that's the way for me to do it, to get a, to get a uplifting song in an ad or in a movie, you know, or whatever. Like that's, I want, that's why I want it. And for that in mind, anyway, so we went with that song and, as it turns out, okay, so, you know, the, the foundation is called Cancer Can Rock and they help people with cancer make a song and their tagline is because music lasts forever. And um, good. And you can go to cancercanrock.org and donate some money because it is a really good cause. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so um, anyway, I had to reschedule. Usually I have chemo every other week on a Wednesday, but I was flying on Wednesday. So I had to have my chemo on Tuesday. And I also had another infusion that week on Monday. And then, you know, I got down to LA and like, okay, can I just tell you I was exhausted? And um, Dana lives down in Newport. She came and she brought me snacks and she picked me up from the airport. And she, yeah. And then the next day I was in the studio. Uh, from, I don't know, 10 till 7. And they bring in all the musicians and, um, you know, real drummers and everything. And, you know, that, it's been the 80s since I did that kind of thing <laughs> in New York, you know. But it felt great to be in there. And it was great to have this live track. And uh, so we got all this, the song completely done. Oh, and they brought in this singer, this background singer, Kara from The Voice. And I swear, when I heard her do those high harmonies on the song, oh my God, I just cried. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just went right in my heart. They're magic. Oh my God. And then, so what we did then, because they do the whole video thing too, mm-hmm. was once the whole song was where they wanted it to be, then we went in and we did like three run-throughs lip syncing with the cameras running. And then they edited all that together. And I, I think it looks great and it sounds great. And I'm talking to someone up here in Napa who's a philanthropist. And she's also a venue owner and she's just expanding her venue. Anyway, and we're looking at maybe in the spring doing something with a really big name person um, to do a fundraiser, which is really what I want. Really what I want is just for there to be, I want to make some money for these folks because I think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to cure cancer. They're not trying to, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. They're just helping a musician with cancer make a song. I think it's brilliant. And um, yeah, so then, you know, so there it is. I have, I have this song in this video and there's also a little like eight minute interview they do at the end of the day, you know, where you talk about where you're at and, you know, what cancer has done to your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it did this. <laughs> I'll make a beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a, yeah, what a unique experience. And, and I think just such a great, great thing to, for any, for anyone going through that process. Cause it's like you're saying, it's not, it's not directly kind of saying that this is a cure, but you know, it's just what a, what a cool outlet to, 
to be able to be showcased and to to have that experience and travel down there and just like connect with them and i love how actually just seeing the interview with jim like how he's just kind of like really i can i can just picture the scenario how fast it went because he's just he is very straightforward and just like to the point and but yeah the, just the the group that he assembled and just running that kind of a project is just such a such a special thing and so one thing I wanted to highlight too, what's what's really great about this of just the principle I talk about a lot um, beyond the writing of it is is the sharing of it, you know? So like, how did Cynthia hear this? Right, so she lives, I think, nearby. Uh, she lives, they live on the East Coast somewhere. Mm-hmm. So she lives near him. And um, I think she... I think she hired him. I think she he had she had been in his studio making a song or something, and that's where she's done so throughout the years. But yeah, that's how she, and you know, and I've um, passed the baton around a little as well, you know, to um, you know to other people who I know are musicians who have cancer. Right. Uh, right on. Well, you know, and I think a lot of that then is just is just being wherever you are, you know, just being real and sharing your story. You know, I think there's something really neat about that, that if you hadn't or like if, you know, that an opportunity like this would may not have come up. Right. It's a it's a neat reminder about like what happens and then you actually taking the step to just connect and say, hey, well, I've got this song. Like, what do you think? And it. It's just so cool when when you've written it in a really neat intention. And again, this is what I love about that exercise is when you really like look at if you had a limited amount of things to represent yourself, it, it can't help, can't not help but be meaningful in some way. And so like when you choose this symbol of this heart, you know, and this unbreakable aspect of it, that really just makes me think of you, you know, like just of your your attitude and your spirit and, and all that. There's just so many cool layers in there that just like put out a radiating mojo that just attracts goodness yeah and i I agree that's the thing i think that's where the right fit for your music ends up coming from is when you when you can dial in stuff like that and then just just put it out there yeah yeah you know and um it's a good song (laughs) you know and you know it's it doesn't matter if it's, you know, sounding a little dated or whatever. It's just a plain good song, you know? Well, what was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to ask you just a couple other questions just about other songs in general. And I, like you said, even with this song, when you're going through the process, you're saying like, well, I don't know, like I've got better songs. I've got these other things. Like to you, what what does that mean? Like, how do you gauge a better song? Oh, for me, it's just all about... Um, it's about, for me, it's about sync, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and um, there were things that I would do if this were a sync production. And, um, right. you know, and, and um, but I've liked the, I like the song and, you know, there's a good possibility if I was going to do it for sync, I'd have somebody else sing it, maybe. Um, but the, you know, the original reference track I was thinking of was an AJR track. Um, do you know that band? They're really funky and weird. <laughs> I mean, it's horns and you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, no. And, um, but yeah, no, I wrote one um, a, uh, like a month before I was leaving called Bring on the Magic. And I just really, it, it was... Um, my voice, I think, is uh, fairly good, maybe even great when I'm singing and playing guitar, and I'm in that zone. When I move to like a rock zone, I feel dated. Mm. You know, that's all. And um, but I was happy about that. I was happy about that vocal performance. I thought it was right on. Yeah. And um, so it was probably just my worry head. That was thinking maybe I should do another song. Really? Uh, yeah. That's well, all. Totally. Well, especially if something that's not in necessarily a zone that you're 
used to or comfy with that when you hear it, it can be a bit of an adjustment or just like trying to trying to sing that way. I think, yeah, you did a phenomenal job. I think it just sounds yeah. great. To yeah, hear. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, that's something I, you know, I sing and play on guitar when I'm out and it comes out great. And, you know, it's different when you're recording. Sure. But once those backgrounds went in there, I just felt awesome about it. Well, it's, yeah. it's neat too. these moments in a song, whether it's in the writing part of it, where you have these little ahas and it just feels right. Or like when you take it to the next level and record it and there's some element that just seems to glue it. Like you're saying, there's this harmony that comes in and it's just the icing on yep. the cake, you know, it, that is so special. And it's so, it was so cool because she and I really connected with each other and you can see that in the video. Yeah. So like at one point, you know, going like that or whatever just naturally you know we hadn't practiced or anything you know it was just there it was all just there feeding off of each other yeah yeah yep yep (laughs) it was fun well it's awesome yeah so cinder's got like this video is is up it's in on the cancer can rock site cinder's been sharing it um i'll definitely include it in the show notes here so it can Okay. be viewed and people feel yeah compelled to to contribute it's just such a great a great operation that's happening with this thing so yeah definitely look that up what else you got coming down the pipe right now i know what it's been so neat to see your name popping up like you had with dan trilk you guys had a, a placement with yeah. uh, with a commercial and I know it's fun to hear stuff. You're like chucking stuff up for TikTok. And <laughs> did you ever think you'd be doing this kind of stuff <laughs> musically? No, you know, and, you know, Dan and I, we work so well together. And um, we just we just put out a song called Big Money, right? Nice. And it, Dan is a rock guy, you know, and I'm like, dude, let's put some trap. Notice the royal we. Let's put some trap. <laughs> drums in that <laughs> you do it but oh my god and so now it's so cool it's this you know it's this cool common you know this gen this uh genre i always want to say gender bending it's genre bending and um yeah so that's really uh, nick and i just got one over the line that's smashing it but we can't we can't share it yet it's under wraps for a little while longer Cool. But um, we just had the best time with that one too. And um So for those listening, uh the Nick that she's talking about is Nick Nick Phelps, Mr. Phelps, who he was on he was on a few episodes ago. And uh yeah, so just give some reference there. But it's it's and, you know, he got two placements this week. Yeah, he's had lots of stuff landed. And he's how about that? Yeah, I can just imagine being a fly on the wall on on the two of you writing together because I had a had a chance to write with him in the last year and and we just had such a great talk and the kind of stuff that he does in general too is just really lends itself with the, with the mind for music licensing, but also finds his heart in it and like the fun of it, you know, like he's someone that I think of all the songs I hear that you always guarantee to hear, hear the fun factor coming through bright and shiny. <laughs> you know, like it's awesome. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. So yeah, no. The two of you together right. is just like atomic fusion. <laughs> we curse a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we should do like a podcast that's like reverent irreverence because <laughs> he's a chaplain. He's a God guy, you know, Jesus guy. And I'm like just a spirit girl. And anyway, it's hysterical. But we're always we're always on the same place. We're we, we just always we're just always we're meshed. We're meshed in a great way that makes it so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to be shy about giving him feedback. But now I'm just like, yeah, you got to change that rap or you got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, wait, what happened to that mix? What, what happened? It something happened when you bounced it, you know, or whatever. But <laughs> I, you know, I can just hear all this now, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe there's something be curious to hear, like from from all the experience you've had now as a collaborator and, and a co-writer. Because uh, I know lots of people listening either do their own thing or lots do co-writing too. But like, that's just a whole other experience when you after when you end up writing with somebody else. And I'm just curious of like any advice that you would send out to people who maybe haven't done that before. Or just like things that really help a co-writing yeah. go really well. 
Well, you know what? Now, this is very similar to, I used to give this advice to when I was helping someone pick out a personal trainer. It wasn't going to be me. Right. Like, you will know right away if this is your person. You don't have to try to make it fit. There's a million personal trainers. Find one that fits like an outfit in the store. If it's not quite right, don't buy it. Right. It's the same thing with collaborations. And I learned this through, but but again, I have my fun rule, right? And if I can tell there's somebody in this collaboration that's going to be hard for me to work with, I just back out. I give my point, my I'll give everything away and just back out and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or if it's not my lane or if it's a lane I don't want to be in, I don't want to write sad songs. I don't, that's not my, I don't want to do that. I have enough challenges in my life. Music has to stay on the side of, I mean, you know, 90%. I have a couple of, uh, you know, heart wrenchers that I've done myself, but yeah. You know, yeah. So that's it, really. Tr- try it out, make a date, and talk to the person. And if you feel like there's something there, then schedule another time. You know, and and also right now, because my energy is limited, right? Like I only have so much energy, and in order to do a co-write for me. Pretty much, you either have to be a producer or we we have to have a plan. You know, who's singing? Mm-hmm. Who's the producer you're working with? Can you afford to pay half? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need that stuff. In order for me to write a song, I want that stuff handled. Because I don't want to spend my time writing a song I really like, but then it gets, you know, put in the forgotten song pile. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are all really great things. And and I think what's cool, too, is like Zen saying writing with with Nick a lot of being in like a hip hop genre, you know, something that it's neat to doesn't seem to matter on the genre, per se, as long as you find the people that, you know, do their thing and what roles is happening. But you're like emphasizing more importantly, again, it's like it's more of a personality thing and a a chemistry on that level. And if, if that's there, then magic happens and you kind of find the right situations to work. You know, one of the things I really like is that I've become a little bit known for doing, you know, I can do great background vocals. I can layer. And I've been doing that with Amy. Uh, We have this one song called ready to shine. And she sent me the vocals. I'm like, dude, you don't sound like you're ready to shine at all. (laughs) And so, She's like, well, that's why we need your put your vocals down, you know. And I know now I know exactly how to set up my logic um, file. You know what I mean? And I just do six of these and six of these and six of these and boom. And I send them out. And um, this song I can't talk about with Nick um, on there's a version and it's just my backgrounds or me on the chorus that we had put in front of a supervisor. And, um, and he loved the song. And then he said, you know, that lyric doesn't really say anything, but it says a lot. But he said, I'm not the kind of person who, I don't have a ton of energy. I don't smile a lot. Maybe I should smile more, he said. But that vocal, that vocal shines through. I can hear the smile and the energy in that vocal. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a golden moment, you know. Because that, you know, that was that was a golden moment for me. Same thing with the big money song I told you about with Dan. I'm like, yeah, we need a high part on this. And it just brought this whole shine to the song, you know? And so so it's cool. I bring the shine, man. You bring in the shine. <laughs> bring in the shine. You're right. That that that's something too that is a fine line threshold, it seems, you know, where there's you can cause you can sing it. And then you can really, really commit to it and sing it. And it seems like it's a big line, but I don't, it's not, but you're right. Holy cow, does that ever shine through? It just, it's, it's instantly memorable. And it doesn't, that shining through doesn't always mean like big or huge or loud. You know, there's really, it's like last couple episodes have been talking a lot about emotion and just like really digging into 
where that comes from. And I had kind of more of a discover recently that music has almost been exclusively the the way that I've kind of been able to feel or just like connect with emotions. Whereas like, I think I do it without it, but not really, not, not as, not the same way. Like I, I can kind of like mentally deal with things or process things rationally. But I, when I really have been looking at it differently, like it's a different kind of feeling process. And when that is connected with and then brought into the song and it's like, there's no question and a doubt, like what, what is being felt. It's, it's, that's, it's kind of an undefinable thing and there's no way to cookie cutter it. It's just, you got to find out how to go there for yourself and everyone's got their own way of doing it. I can't do yours, you know, and, and like vice versa, right. like we, we have our own pathways that just, it just works. So but right. what a cool moment, I think. And that that's like having someone say, like, say something like that when you're sharing songs, I think is just the best thing in the world to know that like that, that, that it does have an impact, even if it's like way in the background, it's still, it still comes through. Yep. Yep. And you know, that's what is kind of my superpower is that I cultivate a, um, I cultivate happy in my life, kind of no matter what, mostly. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, so that when I'm, when I'm happily singing something, it isn't fake. It's real. You know, it's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I never have to try, you know, if I'm not happy, I'm not happy, but, but mostly I am, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's cool. Right on. Well, what would you, other than say for this video that's coming out, is there any, uh, any other things you'd love to direct people to check out or anything that you'd like people to pay attention to? No, I mean, you know, if, if you're, if you know a musician with cancer, feel free to reach out to me, you know, or you can do it through the website, I'm sure, but I'd be happy to make that personal connection. You can find me on Facebook, Cinder Ernst, um, and DM me. And, um, yeah, that's kind of it. You know, I have my flow group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You need an uplifting moment. I don't really do Instagram anymore. I just couldn't do both. And I chose Facebook. Yeah. Um, yep. So um, it's called Flow, F-L-O-W with Cinder Happy Ernst. <laughs> and so, yeah. And all the, I, all the face, all the flow TVs live there. Now I moved them over. Um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. If you need any help with, uh, yeah, anything. Yeah, well, you're also an avid motorbiker, so these might catch oh, yeah, on, well, the road or on the racetrack too. So, <laughs> ah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've decided there's going to be one more, one more motorcycle season, no matter what. You know, the old bones—they got to make it through one more season. <laughs> Already got my plans. So, have you ever written anything about? Uh, being on a motorbike or is that has that ever come up into your in your writing process at all no the um no but the feelings could you know i could see the feelings of it um but again you know i'm always like yeah it's too specific right because i'm always thinking about writing for sync that's the thing i'm on (laughs) that's what i'm doing (laughs) but the freedom and the power and the you know, the way you feel when you're riding a motorbike. I could write about that. Yeah. Well, see, that that's a huge, huge thing right there. That's a big takeaway, I think, for everyone is like, you know, music licensing is a funny bag because like there's people listening to this that write just for the sake of writing, may never share it with the world ever, you know, to people who are writing stuff for commercials, TV, all the stuff. Um, and so... But it, when you, the more you get into the music licensing world, that's like the less, the less specific you really want to be because it's not really super useful to somebody in a commercial, like having a purple dog from 1962 show up in the lyrics. It just doesn't, that's a very specific thing that you got to match up with. <laughs> so like you're saying, if you can take something like say riding a motorcycle and and take it as a challenge to not actually use that anywhere in the lyrics, but just like you're saying, hone in on the feelings. That's a perfect thing to just like an activity that you love doing or something that is a really great experience and just really like 
flesh out all of those feelings and can you could you write something without naming the thing you know right i think that's michael i I think you've i think you've just born a new challenge haven't you (laughs) i think so Came, we co we co did that one. That one was straight straight from you. <laughs> Born to be wild. <laughs> run, run, run. Get your motor running. Yeah. Get my way. You'd be, you'd be pumped actually in a song that's not can't be released yet, but I, I definitely threw in some revving engines that I think you'll appreciate once you hear it. <laughs> I have you know, I have this new motorcycle I bought a couple of months ago. It's uh, it was just upgraded. I needed a few upgrades on my bike. And uh, so this bike was my bike, but it had the upgrades. But it, it has a, um, you know, it has a pipe on it. It's not really loud like a Harley or anything. Right. But it, you know, it's more horsepower and it's a little bit louder, not a ton. And when I was first out on the track, you know, we wear, um, we wear earplugs and there's no rear view or side view mirrors. There's no um, speedometer. Right. You don't look at that stuff. You keep you just go. You just just go. And I kept thinking there was somebody coming up really close next to me because it was noisy. Mm-hmm. My bike. <laughs> it's just me. I'm coming up on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scaring myself. <laughs> it's really funny. That's kind of like <sighs> that reminds me of you like I remember the first time playing up on like a big a big stage where there's actually like sound going through a massive, massive speaker <laughs> and you hit a guitar and it's just like, ah, <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, that's great. Right on. Well, thank you, Michael, for having me on. I feel really excited about this. Yeah. I've been thrilled and anxious to, to talk to you about this whole experience from the get go. Cause it's just been such a treat to watch happen, but just your journey in general. And I'm always, holding a lot of gratitude that our paths crossed and and that we keep being able to kind of navigate. And I love hearing about your trips and experiences coming through and just the way you show up in life and and what you do in the music community is just so special. So thanks for sharing your your gems and and uh, what you're up to and your wisdom. Thank you, Michael. I'll see you around the galaxy. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that was Cinder Ernst. So if you want to check her out on Facebook, all the places that she mentioned, definitely go do it. If you need a shot of positivity, she is just beaming with it all the time. So cool thing about Cinder is she's kind of the reason that the Finish Your Songs workshop came to be. And it was through this song that we talked about, her unbreakable heart, as she just came into one of my one song challenges and just kept bringing the same song week after week and just plugging away. So so it's been cool to see how how that came about. And she was really the first one who kind of put that idea into motion. So if you want to try that songwriting challenge this week is something to change it up. Choose an activity that you love to do, like motorcycling, shooting hoops, going for walks, playing chess, eating taco salad, whatever it is. <laughs> see if you can just describe the feelings of it and the experience of it without actually using the, the word of what the thing is. I think that's just kind of a good exercise to expand on what is going on in, in the whole atmosphere of the activity. Anyhow, I will be posting Cinder's link of Unbreakable Heart and the Cancer Can Rock site. So you can go check that out. And it's amazing. She just did such a great job with the team. So you're going to love that song. And for anybody who's looking to wrap up some songs before the end of 2021, I'm going to have one more Finish Your Songs workshop starting November 25th. So stay tuned for that or get in touch either on Facebook, Instagram, or through the writesongsyoulove.com website, and you can register there. Otherwise, thanks again for tuning in and spending time with uh, Cinder and I, and enjoy your week, and we'll catch you next time. There are stories that you hear about that break your beaten heart and hit you like a freight train Leave you blown apart inside And there are stories that will lift you up Higher than the clouds 
Changed my life. 